Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You've had a real long day. Nothing good is on the radio. So let's talk your troubles away. Just a couple of guys trying to analyze the things we do and see. Play a game or two, maybe an interview. Oh, what a place to be! It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. What a good way! What a good sign! What a good thing! It's a good day for a good time with good hang. Oh yeah, probably just give us a sec to like just set the whatever, and then when we introduce you, you can jump in. Set the what now? Set just set the whatever. Set. Oh, we're not doing like a cold open kind of situation. We're doing a cold open. Are we in it now? Is it right now? I think we just crossed over oh, into it. My gosh. Who are you talking to just now, John? I'm talking to you, my conscience. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we, we have a we have a crowded we have a crowded room today. Yeah, but within regular. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is within the legal um, uh, 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 limit. Yes, uh, um, but we have a we have more than just us. In, in the studio today. Yeah. Um, it's been a while since we've had a guest. It's been a while. When was, who was the last guest that we had? Uh, it would be off the top of my head. Would it, was it Ross? No. That no. That can't be right. There's no way. But it was, it was like, I don't think we've had, I think Here's You was probably Estelle. the only guest. Oh, that was post-COVID or pre-COVID? Yeah, that was set in COVID. I genuinely can't remember, but I'm so happy. Post-COVID. That we, I'm, you said I'm, post-COVID. <laughs> Post-COVID starting. What yeah. a fantasy. Uh, um, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very excited to have like a guest for the yes, first time nice. in a while. I'm because so sick I'm of you, I'm so sick of your so face. So sick of you. I cannot wait yeah. to like pick somebody else's brain other than yours because it's there's nothing, there's okay, not okay, much not, left. Okay, a little too much. A little too much. <laughs> a little too much. A little too hurtful. Um, but uh, can, can, you, can you tell us... What actually is it's it's straight like I feel bad that like he's he's kind of just he does like, look very bored he's just looking at us right now and like, I think we're robbing our audience of his sweet dulcet Irish tones oh my goodness he's like a proper like broadcaster yeah I feel now I'm feeling like self conscious I'm, I'm like, a bit oh, he's scared so good now at this. like he does this like for real real yeah if you added up like all of his broadcast hours like you could form Dwarfs. like you could form Dwarfs like an hours. entire like. Other life form with yeah. like the amount of time that he has like, spoken into a microphone. If you transcribed all those words he's spoken into a microphone, that would be one big book. Oh, oh, I did it! Oh. I segued. Oh my goodness! <clears throat> Talking about books, <laughs> I mean, what a what a time for books. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the segue was bad, then it got worse. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the studio, to the Good Hang Studio, Mr. Shan Wee. Give him a round of applause, I guess. So you two dudes just sit in this room and record your conversation with each other. Yes. We don't play music like some you plebs. We just, yeah, we take all the music out of recording and we just talk. This goes against everything I've learned and done in my broadcasting career. Because it's funny because I've done radio for so many years and people think when you're a DJ, why well, you must talk a lot. Actually, it's the opposite. In my oh. job, we talk very efficiently. 
Oh yeah. As mm. in, you know, you talk less, you talk short. I suppose podcast is quite the opposite of that, as you guys are proving right now. Yeah. We, talk, we talk more, and then we talk more. Efficiency is not the name of the game. I'm pretty yeah. sure we made at least three circles before coming to this oh, 100%. very like basic point of we have a guest. Yes. <laughs> but we have fun. That's the whole point. We're just hanging out here. But Shan Wee is here. So nice to have you, buddy. DJ, father, friend, human. writer, human. Um, that's... I can't think of any more. See, we can have blank spots. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, should you? No. <laughs> I mean, we just we just let those awkward silences really sit in there and cook and like, <laughs> you know, be be a part of the fabric of this whole thing. Yeah. Um, but there is a reason why we have a guest here today, mm-hmm. John, and that is in collaboration with the National Reading Movement. We have a collaborator. We have a collaborator. I feel like we finally made it. With the National Reading Movement. Yes. Um, really exciting stuff uh, because... Um, Shan here, other than being all the things that you said and being a professional broadcaster of many years, yes. has uh, uh, over the, the last few years been exploring a new medium in writing. Yeah. And I think that you would have a very fun time reading the things that he wrote. <laughs> um, and we're going to talk about, you know, everything around that, really. Like, your own person, Shan, your own personal journey of like how that, ho- like how the journey of an author even began, and also just what reading is in today's day and age. Yeah. I feel like it means something very different nowadays, like compared to how it was like when yeah. I was a kid. At we, least. Only, we only read 180 characters at a time. I was now. thinking about this actually because yeah. when it comes to like I've worked in radio for all my adult life. That's yeah. my job. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. The writing thing is is the the next part. And um for me it's the idea of leaving I mean I think everybody has this sense of leaving behind legacy. Yeah. Mm. And so when we were growing up as kids, you mainly had as a medium books mm-hmm. as a concept of this legacy is going to be left behind forever. Nowadays, it's a bit different because mm. there's so many branches of media sure. that the average person and us yeah. you know, can be part of, right? So you boys making a podcast every single week is going to be there forever online. And so it can be a legacy. Mm. Um, but I still had in my mind that, wow, writing a book, having a book on a bookshelf, wow, that's a legacy. And so that was sort of the main motivation behind you know, trying to be a writer. Wow. Mm. And, and the book we're talking about is The Short Life of Raven Monroe. So actually, I have two books, but they're, they're completely different. Yeah. yeah. So back in 2017, I did a fun parenting book, mm-hmm. which is called 99 oh. Rules for New Dads. Yes. And then completely different in, yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm trying to remember what year now. It would 2018? Be 2019. 2019. Yeah. Yeah, 2019. It was a very dark crime mystery yeah which mm-hmm. is called the short life of raven monroe yeah and man's I've... got range <laughs> the man's got range he yeah. sure does yeah it's a it's a it's a it's a complete 180 but uh yeah we're gonna talk a lot about the i, can't, I keep wanting to say the short life of raven simone but <laughs> me too <laughs> raven simone was in which show uh that's, that's a raven, raven. <laughs> and the cosby show yes the cosby yes. show <laughs> yes but we don't talk about that. Thing right we don't there. talk yeah. about that show anymore. Yeah, we don't. Um, no. But uh, yeah, like uh, I, I just want to get into how how the heck because you you mentioned legacy and that being like one of the motivators. But beyond that, I guess I just can't imagine like how to jump from 
wanting to write a book to actually friggin' doing it. Because I feel like that's something that a lot of people kind of like a thought they have in passing of like wondering if they could ever just write something long mm. form, like a whole, like a book. You essentially wrote like a, like a whole yeah. <laughs> thing. It's, 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 it. It breaks my brain it too. It breaks I'm like, my you, brain you, a little bit. You wrote bit. a book. Yeah, because John was uh, talking about it it's just now covers. about like because we we re- uh, read the book recently and John was talking about how he just couldn't get over the fact the whole time he was reading this book, um, and John knows you, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, Sean, uh, that he, the whole time he was reading this book, he's like, oh, I'm reading words that <laughs> Sean wrote. <laughs> so does that make it more difficult to kind of enjoy? I don't know. It, it definitely makes it different. But I think it's similar in the same way that if I hear Nathan's song, I'm like, this song's great, but it's from my friend. Mm. Huh. I guess it's just a different mindset. Well, I'm glad that you did read the book, of John, after yeah. a full year of it sitting on your shelf. <laughs> on my Kindle. <laughs> on your Kindle, so, sorry. Yes. You know. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. But I really did appreciate it. And yeah, it took me a little while to get into it. But I mean, I guess that's something we'll talk about later, too. It's just like, because, as you said, there's so much media around and so many things to consume sadly reading has taken a little bit of a, a of a back burner position for me but man i gotta say preparing for this podcast reading your book i'm like i'm so overjoyed again to be reading again so i'm looking forward to back in the game into it. but but please yeah as nathan was asking how, how, like how did this how did you why did have the, you have you always written how did you write a book have you always have you always like written as as you know no i can't claim that i've always been a writer you know mm. you hear stories of oh he's four years old and he yeah. he wrote his first short first short story yeah. no nothing like that i mean i've always been a pretty good reader right. from young and um yeah later in life you know you just think to yourself well you know it's now or never mm. if i really want to achieve this and actually what it comes down to is a sense of discipline mm. um so you i had a plot line in mind right and then it really takes a discipline to i bought one of those big art sketchbooks yeah and then i start writing in that as in i draw out diagrams and, and squares and chapter one chapter two mm-hmm. how that would link together wow. and you start making notes and it's really like it did, it requires discipline yeah. then you go and sit down on the computer and that requires even more discipline because i actually don't like it right but but like you kind of just figured this process out but like kind of you just, just found your own process or yeah like... i think you find your own process right like for example <laughs> i'm a scaredy cat right mm-hmm. i have never watched or read any Stephen King story. Right? <laughs> right. The only Stephen King book I have in my home is How to Be a Writer ah, by yes. Stephen King. <laughs> and I remember, interestingly, his his method is that he really just starts typing. Yeah, he treats mm. it like a job too, right? Like he wakes up and like... Yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah, but, yeah. but his... He, there's no structure to him. Right. He just starts to write oh. and sees where it takes him, you know? Oh, I didn't know that. Which is very different to me. Like, yeah. I, I wouldn't have been able to do like that. I'm very much like, I draw out. It's almost like, you know, when you're younger and you have exam revision to do, Mm-mm-mm. and you spend so long mm. drawing out the perfect revision schedule, it's all color coded and things like that. You spend so much time on that, you forget to revise. <laughs> I did not do that. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> no, that's I common. was studying. Uh, yeah, so, anyway, uh, but yes. So I'm more like that. So I, I sketch out the entire story right. note form, wow. and then I start sitting down. But like I say, I can't claim that I enjoy it. Mm. As in sitting down at the computer to write is exactly that exercise to me. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I don't want to go for that run. Mm. But by the end of the run, you feel good about yourself. Yeah. That's exactly what it feels like when I sit down and Mm. type a chapter. That makes sense. And and this book in particular, the themes about it... uh, So... Uh, let me give like a super brief synopsis. Uh, no spoilers. Without spoilers, the brief life, uh, the short, the brief. Now I want to say the brief life of Zach and Cody. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the short life of Raven Monroe. 
I mean, I mean, I think my prevailing thought when I when I was reading, I was like, wow, this is really a time capsule of the moment when it was written. Right? It would. It's 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 a big theme to do with gun violence and uh, politics in America, which I thought was very interesting for you to dive into. Yeah, I mean, um, I can't claim that. I've ever lived. I've spent mm. a little bit of time in America, but I've never lived in America. Right. But yes, this book is extremely American as it's yes. set in that world. It's set in the world of gun culture. Yeah. And mm. it's, it's extremely tragic. It's like a school shooting. Yes. You know? And um, that's not a spoiler. You find that out in like the first few pages. Yes. So you're good. You, yeah. you can still read the book. So, like <laughs> I say, it's, you know, it's, it's dark themes to it. Yeah. Which is funny because I would never personally pick up. A dark, dark, dark thriller yeah, like that. You're not you know? a dark, dark, dark person. But yeah. I ended up writing that book, you know. So yeah, it it's kind of strange. So let's see if I can pitch it. So it's like uh, a school shooting happens. And basically it's the aftermath of like one mother trying to figure out why, basically. Mm. And if I may be a little bit uh, pretentious, it, 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 it feels like it's a delving into the soul of America. And their thoughts about guns and and mental health even comes up. And it's, it was quite riveting, I must say. It's it, it's not a long read. It's like, what, 200-something pages? You know, it's on my yeah. Kindle, so... Yeah, I'm pretty lazy, so... Gosh, come on! <laughs> no, it's a good length, and it was really nice to, like, take in, and it was a good read, and... I, I, I genuinely to- enjoyed kind of, like... And I, this is another question I have for you, just as someone that doesn't understand how you wrote a damn book. Yeah, a book, a but whole like, book. Yeah, like, it's... I found it really easy to read. Like, it was, like, just kind, it just kind of breezed by in terms of like the um, how it was very descriptive yeah how it kind of painted a picture very clearly and forgive me for sounding like an idiot for saying this but like a lot of times when i'm reading books like i get really frustrated at myself mm. for like just kind of losing focus like losing sight of like i just stare at the same page or sometimes even the same sentence for the longest time um and even on the other side of that sometimes when i try to write long form i end up meandering and just going like all over the place like what is that editing process or do you have some kind of like partnership with somebody who like really looks at it or are you just naturally able to write, you know, in a way that is very readable? <laughs> to be honest, I think part of it is because I've done one job for 15 years, right? Mm. Radio DJ. And like I said at the start, it's about t- talking efficiently. Mm-hmm. And so my entire process right. is about efficiency. Right. So I think that's why my book is relatively short. And you might feel like it's easy to get through yeah. because there's there's no extra waffle. It moves. It moves. Yeah, don't yeah. waste the reader's time. Just like tell the story, make it quick, nice yeah. and easy. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, but like it got it kept me hooked throughout. And I guess uh, what I'd like to talk about now is like now that we Nathan and I will clearly never understand how you could possibly become a writer. <laughs> it's just like what what made you interested about these particular themes? What was it about? gun violence and uh you're and you're a father too like was that did that play a part into it at all or, oh yeah. interesting well i mean i think this probably i mean this idea probably came up years ago mm-hmm. you know what i mean probably at least five years ago before right. i you know really got around to sitting down to it and maybe it was at a time where we we kept feeling like oh every day you turn on the news yeah. and there's another school shooting in yeah, america yeah, that's yeah. what it felt like yeah, yeah. for sure and of you know so that was one of the inspirations the book also deals with the idea of how in our modern world where information is spread so quickly, how powerful an image can be. Mm-hmm. And there was, an, uh, there was a specific uh, inspiration for that. I don't know if you remember, but there was the a time Syrian where Syrian, there yeah. was a Syrian crisis in maybe three years ago. And there was this story which the, the world saw about a young child who washed up on a beach. Mm. You know? And so that 
that image changed a great deal of perception uh, about the importance of that war. So that was an inspiration about how an image can really change yeah. a, a nation or a global view on something. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, one of the inspirations. Very cool. And another specific one as well was um, a guy who's, who's generally extremely controversial. Some people love him, some people hate him. There's a British journalist called Piers Morgan. Oh, of course. <laughs> and of course, yes. After one of the school shootings in America, one of the famous ones, I saw him just reading the news, mm-hmm. and he said straight to the camera, you know, I think they should show the pictures. Mm. Uh, because, you know, of course they don't. You know, these are children who have died. Course, it's like course. horrific to, to spread those images. But he said, as a journalist on the inside, I saw the pictures after, I think it was Sandy Hook. Mm. And he was saying, if the world saw those pictures, they would think differently. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that was another specific inspiration for this story. Yeah. I... I find like with this subject matter in particular like i find it really hard to grapple with because it just seems like one of those problems that has like just no solution because they just keep going around in circles i i I recall very vividly i was studying in boston at the time when sandy hook happened and like i was just at like a place getting lunch suddenly on tv everyone is glued onto the screen and like the world stopped for like a good like hour maybe in terms of just you hear everyone talking about it like around you and like it 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 puts everything at a standstill and you think like oh my god like something's gonna happen things are gonna change like like people are riled up about this and then the next week it's just Mm. it kind of just disappears in the news cycle and 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 it's 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 a it's a wild um concept to grapple with i guess coming from a country like here in singapore where there's just we just don't have that problem not even in the vaguest sense yeah correct it is in a way difficult for us to relate to you know we see these stories about america and we're like how can you be like this america how yeah yeah from outsiders looking in it's really hard to fathom it and like whenever i think of whenever the mass shooting happens i always think of this one tweet after sandy hook uh, from Dan Hodges, he said, "In retrospect, Sandy Hook marked the end of the U.S. gun control debate. Once America decided to kill, ch- killing children was bearable, it was over." And I was like, "Wow, that's really powerful." Um, but you bring up a good point too: is that yeah, and I think I knew that, but I never really thought about that. Yet there are, there must be images of of the horrible things that happened. This is real dark. I just realized, but I guess, <laughs> but I guess that's the point. You know what I mean? I think when you write a book, when you read a book, you delve into different parts of the psyche. Like I said, yeah. this is what it is to be like what it is to be human, and this is. Uh, especially a couple of years ago, something that's really was really prevalent. So, but, yeah. but that's the importance of like writing about things like this because, um, especially with like, um, and I don't mean to like uh, uh, belittle it uh, uh, in terms of like the subject matter or anything, but to write a gripping fictional story about it, mm. something that can like, really draw people in and help them understand what this whole thing is about this yeah. whole situation it builds that empathy you know you spend time with this story you kind of invest it you get invested in the story yeah. as opposed to how most people consume stories like this uh, uh stories about this subject matter through the news yeah and they're just kind of browsing through the headlines and it just comes and goes in their mind yeah and like, if i'm if, yeah. if i'm again armchair book critic which i'm clearly not but like I feel like what, what what I got through this book was like a almost like a, a release of frustration, like uh, that's what I was getting from you, Sean, or maybe it was it was me putting onto it. But the frustration of why can't these laws change? Why do people do the things they do uh, when things have no can have no explanation? How do you explain it? And it's really interesting. Hmm. That's the power of a good story. Yeah, yeah, I love stories. <laughs> but like, what I'm genuinely curious about because currently I, I wouldn't call myself a writer. 
but I'm like a songwriter, songwriter. you know. So I'm like a, a small writing, <laughs> <laughs> much shorter, very very structured. I'm Honestly, very lucky to, to to exist in a world where um, what I write comes in like pre baked structures of verse, yeah. pre chorus, it's just chorus, repetitive. <laughs> like he, he just writes the same thing back to back to back. It's like we get it. Yeah, but as 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 somewhat of a writer <laughs> myself, <laughs> um, and I'm currently going through this massive block. You know, like because th- these last two years have just been weird for 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 my brain, um, and I'm just curious. Like, can you describe like how you get through any of those walls? Like, did you hit any of them in the process of writing your two books, um, or are you working on a third one? And you know, like <laughs> anything. You like know, that? Um, I don't know. Uh... I think a lot of, you know, like a word I used earlier is discipline. Uh-huh. And um, I don't know, I've, I'm not planning to write another book at the minute. Mm. But, I mean, my whole thing is I'd love to write a movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I did complete a movie script in the past four months or so. Like, nice. And I think it reminded me that you just got to sit down and do it. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, you might think, oh, oh, you know, there's no... There's no plan at the minute how am i ever going to finish it um but if you just sit down and you get yourself going before you know it right you're working through it or it's done you know and in a surprisingly fast timeline actually what about those days where you sit down and do it and then just nonsense comes out like Oh, I don't have those days, Nathan. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, you been, suck. Yeah. I've been, I've been having a like, consecutive like, amounts of those days. But who where it's tells like, you it's nonsense, though? That's mm. the thing. Like, I guess the Good feedback point. loop is not as large. But like, it's, it's pretty much me. <laughs> like, I, I will look at it object- try to look at it objectively and just be like, I don't... Like, I feel like with music, especially, you just feel it in the moment of like whether this thing is something worth pursuing or whether it's something that you should kind of like pocket off to the side, or maybe it's just a really bad idea that you needed to get out of your brain. Mm. Um, but yeah, I feel like that creative struggle kind of like comes com- comes and goes. Like same for everybody, really. But um, how do you? I was, I'm quite interested. How do yeah. you judge? Do you look pat back on your previous songs yeah. and see which one worked? And which one was popular? Is that what you do, or not no? really? Um, I, I, because it's it's almost always the case where the previous songs, like I like them at the time, but like by the time they're they've been out for six or seven months, I'm over them. Mm. Like I still think they're fine, and I still think they kind of you know like the work was put in there, but like I'm not as like crazy about it as I was when we were bouncing the mix back and forth, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like writer's block in this day and age, I think is um, quite common. I've been running into a lot of people with it, so like um, it's just something that has piqued my curiosity. But I like mean, a- I'm, I'm a believer in like is a discipline structure and and deadlines. Mm-hmm. You might want to actually give yourself deadlines or get someone to give you a deadline because mm-hmm. uh, I kind of believe that that works and kind of lights a fire you, under motivates your butt. you. Yeah, yeah. Just do it. Yeah, give yourself a deadline. That's my. That's my advice. Oh, I thought we just shale the buffet, just straight up, just do it. <laughs> do we have to, do we have to write a book now? I guess so. Like just set write a deadline. Something. Write a deadline. Get a book out. Well, of course, you know the world of reading. Let's face it, has changed over the past twenty years, mm. and how people consume their books, how much they would consume a book, really. Yeah. 
And, uh, you know, like John, our friend here, read it on Kindle. I did. You know, whereas I'm very old school, like I would only ever read a physical book. But I think I'm probably in the minority now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and also, I'm in a minority is like many people would prefer perhaps to listen to a podcast mm-hmm. these days. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't do that so much, but I know that's where the world is, is heading, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's really nice. That's a good way. I think that kind of organically nicely takes us to talking about the national radio movement, which is basically just. Let's read more, Singapore. Let's read more. Let's become better. Is that the slogan? Read more, Singapore. If it's not, <laughs> Charmaine, Also, it yes, be. full disclosure, we have and other that. guests here in the studio. How are we doing so far, guys? We doing all right? <laughs> yes, all right. Yeah, okay. that's a very positive word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we're trying to, I guess well, they just want to promote reading, which I think is really cool. And one of that is, uh, what's really fun is that... The National Reading Movie and the NLB are like kind of like... You sound like such a nerd right now. Oh, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Read my book. Okay. <laughs> it's, not, it's something I almost take for granted. Yeah. But like what I love about Singapore that I don't get in a lot of places is just how good the libraries are here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know, again, it's really quite nerdy to say, but have you ever like stopped and thought about like how many books we, that are available and, and all the different libraries and, and like on the app? Your, oh, yeah, your book sure. is available in libraries. I man. know, I know. I was just back where I grew up, which is Northern Ireland, and in our little town where I live, Cobbridge Mills. Sadly, the uh, the library, you know, that I grew up going to, is no longer there. Oh. You know? Yeah, it's gone. It's now a cafe of some sort. Um, but I will say that, yeah. And I've got young kids, so you know, we would have looked into it a lot. The libraries here are excellent. Yes, you know? yeah. and uh, actually, yes, my book uh, is is stocked. Yes. So you should be able to find it there. Uh, I had a lot, to, a lot of copies to give away. Uh, <laughs> a lot of copies not sold at home. So, oh, <laughs> which is a shame. And maybe we'll give out one today. We'll yes. see. Yeah, and if you don't happen to win it, you can also just go to his website, shanwee.com, and like you can down either buy the book or get the the, the ebook version on yeah. ePub or PDF. Um, but uh, I wanted to go back to like just libraries and like our personal histories with it because like i don't know about where, where, where did you grow up again like where, where, <laughs> yeah they got libraries where you grew up <laughs> yes, the u.s in, right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah suburban yeah. virginia yeah like, i'm sure they had like like libraries like, like i'm imagining like the ghostbusters public library when you say virginia <laughs> like, 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 with ghosts and the spider webs yeah uh no we, yeah maybe i don't know but uh, yeah i think um there was definitely libraries there, and I, I think <laughs> growing. Sorry, this is the one thing that always makes me laugh because, like, my one prevailing story from when I was a kid with yeah. libraries is that um, I did like an art class, like an after-school activity thing where we painted whatever and did stuff, and then we had like a little mini school like kids exhibition, and it was at a library. And um, after it was done, my, my family came. It was mm. great. Uh, my family then there was quite, quite a lot of us, so they took two cars. Uh, to, to come and watch and checked it out and it was really good and then uh, exhibit ended and then my family was gone <laughs> they had left me at the library they home alone you they home alone me like one car <laughs> thought i was in the other car the other oh. thought i was in the other car and i just like this sucks so i just stayed in the library i think i grabbed like a where's waldo right. and kind of just like or guinness book of world records and just read it for a while how like, long before great. they uh, came back for you? Seven days. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> about honestly. I mean, kid, time dilation happens, right? 
it probably it was probably only like thirty minutes. It felt like a couple hours. Enough that I was like, okay, I found Waldo. I'm gonna start walking home. I guess <laughs> no cell phone, no payphone back in those days. Oh yeah, I guess I didn't have a quarter. Yeah, uh, and yeah, so I had to like walk home. But that's that's so a scarring memory of libraries. Well, that's what you're getting. Because library in the was moment, the safe place. The yeah, library it was, was a safe place. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Nice <laughs> yeah. spin. And it, as I do, and then yeah, but moving to Singapore, I remember the first library I came to here was like the Esplanade Library mm-hmm. and as a young kind of like performing arts student so I'm like this library is amazing yeah like I had never yeah I think up until that moment till I came to Singapore I was like I don't remember like holding a physical like print of a play mm-hmm. and I also like there are shelves and shelves and shelves of plays mm-hmm. and it's awesome yeah and I love libraries I spent a lot Quiet. of my high school time in in that library specifically because I mm. stupidly took uh, theater studies as a subject, what so I, <laughs> I had to read a lot of like very strange esoteric books about like <laughs> like like Balinese dance or like uh, traditional Indian costumes or things like that or like Greek theater things that like I just it's completely left my brain. Yeah, but like I I, I recall like many many like long afternoons spent over there, and it's yeah. like, it's, it's a nice library. It's like. Yeah. I haven't gone back there in a while. It's super cozy. But I want to go back a little bit to what you were saying. Because, like, yeah, the whole physical book versus ebook thing. Like, I think for a long time, I wanted to be someone who, like, only liked physical books. I was like, yeah, I like feeling the weight and I like smelling the pages. But at the end of the day, I'm like, wow, it's so convenient to have it all on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But what's cool, and I, I really, like, not to give it, like, so much of a heavy hand, but it's what's cool about the National Library in Singapore is that, you have all these libraries that are physical that are around you can go to, you spend time in. But, like, there's so much stuff on the app. It's crazy. Like, my favorite thing to do is use, like, cookbooks. They have, like, so many cookbooks. Like, the whole Bon Appetit library is on the e-library. It's so cool. Oh, shoot. Yeah, you got to check it out, man. Nice. But, like, okay, what is it to, What is it for you that you like uh, physical books? I feel like I'm like, challenging you, but I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm, just, uh, I'm just sort of an old soul. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm the guy, right, until recently... Like, I'm very sad that magazines and newspapers have been phased out. Yeah. Because I'm the guy who holds the newspaper every single day. Okay, I'm not a fan of that. Oh, like, okay. my, my arm always hurts. <laughs> <laughs> How weak are you? <laughs> but, like, you gotta, like, you need to really, like, hold it up, you know? Like, and, like, it's, it's, th- it makes it no one else like- feels this. Like, like, the, 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 the endurance required yeah like the width in which your arms need to be extended out to and then you got to kind of hold it like you can't really <laughs> rest it on anything you can't put your elbows on the table because the newspaper will be too high so like it's that position that you have to hold a newspaper in to read it that i i don't like i like that you've never folded it do you just respect the newspaper that you don't fold it into like when you because like, when you fold it then like the, the paper like gets all messed up and then like the 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 pages turn weirdly after that. I yeah. understand what you're saying, Nathan, but I'm still worried about your arm strength. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> that this is a concern. <laughs> Fair enough. But yes, I'm just an old soul like that. So when it comes to books, I'm very much like I gotta hold it in my hand. Um, yeah. But you know, like with my kids are are, are young now, but. You know, I absolutely want them to be people who like to read mm. um, because, you know, it's, it's the stereotypical thing to say. But, mm-hmm. you know, when you read a book, you know, it's taking you to a different place in your mind. And that's why so many people always say, oh, I read the book first. The movie wasn't as good. Right. And that's because mm. the classic thing, you're no, no one can reach your imagination, yes. the power of your imagination. So, yeah. like, I absolutely hope like. I'm excited for when my kids are, are of the age in a few years' time where they can read the Harry Potter books. Mm. Like, I'd much prefer them to read those books yeah. 
first before I'm going to bombard your, your them with the movies. Your oldest is nine? Yeah, nine. Yeah. Yeah, nine, I think he's ready. Nine and seven. Well, he himself is not much of a reader. Fair. Just, just by so, personality. So, oh, so you right. failed? As a, no. <laughs> wow, John. Wow. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that was it, rough. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's true. What, what, what is the good age to read Harry Potter? Do you have to like? Do you want to be ha- as old as Harry is in the first book? So eleven? Yes, I imagine ten, eleven yeah, is yeah. the kind of age. It's an exciting time. Yeah. Like the idea of like specifically Harry Potter of like I always say that man if I could remove something from my brain it would be Harry Potter so I could just experience it again. Because mm. I am slightly too old for Harry Potter. I didn't catch that wave at all. Yeah. So it doesn't ex- excite me in the same way. And so for many years I was like what's so good about JK Rowling? Like why was this such a spe- spectacular series? <laughs> having already read it or having not yet read it? No, I have never mm-hmm. read it. So I actually read JK Rowling's more grown up books. The Cuckoo's Cuckoo uh, something. Yeah, yeah. Cuckoo's calling. She used another name, right? Correct, yeah. The brain um, or something. Yeah. So I mean, I would I, I envy you mm. who, you know, really loved the books. Oh, I loved it. And I hope that my kids will really love the books when they get around to reading them. Yeah, what, can... what has been like the biggest obstacle so far, like trying to get them well, first of all, how have you been trying to like encourage them to read more? Well, you know, all parents are told you got to from from day one you got to be reading to your kids all the time so yeah. every night before bedtime i was reading stories to them nice. right i mean i don't know what else i should be doing but just by personality and nature of kids right. you know some take to it and some kind of don't you know? right sure, sure, sure um so it's it's hard to know or hard to predict you know which which child is going to be a real reader mm. i mean i hated reading until i was about 13 maybe i think because a lot of it was like Tied up to like schoolwork. Oh, I have to read this book because of schoolwork. Yes. And my parents never read, read, never read to me. <laughs> but I think in general, um, just like when, when, <laughs> when an adult tells you to do something yeah. as a kid, that's never like the cool thing to do. Sure. Yeah. Like oh, when I go back and think, every single thing that an adult told me to do, like I ended up dropping it, like mm. playing the violin, playing the yeah, piano, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. V- learning Chinese calligraphy. I don't do any of those things in, like, <laughs> now. Yeah. But like I think it's finding the right gateway because for me, like, I, I was the what, the books I remember reading for like real pleasure. It were, were weird kind of like movie spinoffs, like the like Star Wars books. Growing up, were big with oh, me. All right, okay. Uh, the Legends books. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right. At the time, I don't think they were called Legends in that, but like New Jedi Order yeah, was yeah. big. And weirdly, um, yeah, I remember just randomly, just a story popped in my head. I remember that one time. I think I was in the states. I were flying. Like uh, maybe cross country or something. It's just like a two or three hour flight. I forgot what it was. And I was reading this book. And at the end of the flight, and I was maybe like meh, 12, 13, 11, somewhere around there. And this one lady went up to my mother afterwards and said, your son is so well behaved. He just sat there and read the whole time. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and the book I was reading, uh, an in-universe predator <laughs> book. You know, from the movie Predator. Right, got it. Yeah, I think it was an Aliens versus Predator <laughs> like really a trashy. Oh. A no- not a novelization <laughs> of the movies, but like in that universe. And she was like, you're so polite. I'm like, yeah. Let oh, me read I, about this alien that <laughs> massacres people. I miss reading those like movie novelizations. Oh, like man. I remember those were like the first... Uh, um, because I read a lot of comics as a kid, but mm. those movie novelizations were like the first kind of like bridge into a proper book yes, with words yes. and no yes, pictures same, same. for me. I think the word gateway, which you used, is is the right one right, to right, use. Yeah. You know, mm. Hopefully, your 
children will find a gateway somewhere along the lines. Yeah. It's just harder to imagine nowadays, I guess, with like all the other options of available. Because like, I, I would be uh, completely remiss if I didn't admit that in this day and age, I read less yeah. because there's so much stuff to consume nowadays. Yeah. And like you can't quite say objectively which one is worse or better. It's just that there's a lot more options nowadays. It's just that I, you can never quite repl- like you said about like oh the book was better than the movie. You can never replace that like imagination. You can never replace yeah. that world that you create for however long you get like sucked into it. And I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like nowadays I watch, especially during the pandemic, like I watched so 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 many TV series. Yeah, and. Legit can't recall more than half of them. That's so funny. Like they're just they're just foggy kind of like I, I I remember the premise. I can recall maybe like the first and second lead actor, and then like the the ending. That's about it. As opposed to like a book that I read when I was uh, seventeen or eighteen yeah, that, that serious, I really serious. got immersed into. Yeah. I can remember like details yeah. of that like to a sure. insane degree. But there is, there's so much now to, to, to watch that it almost takes discipline mm-hmm. in your life to like, <laughs> I'm going to read a book. But you know, really, I read recently that reading, in particular reading fiction, mm-hmm. helps to stave off Alzheimer's. That mm-hmm. makes so because much sense. Because it, yeah. it is exercising a part of your brain which you wouldn't normally. Yeah. And, you know, that whole concept of keeping your brain active so that in later years... Yeah. You're doing better. It's it's true, and no, I, like, I believe it's we, true. We've straight up yeah. talked about this on the show before. I think I've mentioned this multiple times in the podcast of my personal desire to read more yeah. because I feel myself getting dumber. Like, I I like I don't like how you just said nothing. And <laughs> I, I'm oh no no, I'm agreeing. I don't like so mean like, today. The, like there was no like oh no Nathan you're fine. <laughs> no, but, but like genuinely like I I I I need to read more because I. I really feel myself like getting like slightly dumber every year or so. Like <laughs> I'll kind of take stock of like my my own thoughts and how I'm processing mm-hmm. information, and go like, huh, I'm not as like critical as I used to well, be, or I'm not as like you well, know I don't flesh you... things out the same way. So you you brought up well, during COVID and uh, during the lockdown, and every yeah, Lord knows I read I watched a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. but I actually I I, I also realized i kind of forgot about this but i've read a lot mm-hmm. and i didn't realize it i actually just one a couple a while ago I, m- I made a list of books that i read during covid and it was it's like 13 like in, in, tw- in like the main lockdown not bad not bad yeah and like i think the 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 real prevailing memory i have of that is just like especially in phase one where it was like completely locked down mm. uh but we could still like exercise man just jumping on my bike and like having a completely empty like park connector mm-hmm. and putting in an audiobook that I mm. got off the NLB mobile app. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, and just like letting it letting it all go. Dude, it was so fantastic. Just having like Malcolm Gladwell in your ear or like oh man, World War Z, I swear, I swear is just one of the best audiobooks ever and mm-hmm. available on the NLB app. Uh, yes. So you you like to listen to audiobooks, do you? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. Um I my thing is I like to reread books via audiobook if it's a fictional book like if because there's like books i want to revisit like world war z for example i think i've read like five or six times right um or like or non-fiction i like i have trouble sitting down with a non-fiction book and reading it but if i put it in an audiobook it's mm. so much easier to process for me right. i don't know what the deal is there i do half and half so like 
when I when I'm really into a book and like I want to read it, but I just don't have the capacity to do it on this day because I need to drive around, I've got this thing to do, or I need to go exercise or whatever. Like mm. I'll do the audiobook part, mm-hmm. and then up until it's done, I'll just continue reading it because um, you can you can get those versions where it's like. It's they 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 sell you the EPUB and the audiobook at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you can come at a discount, but again, all just available on the NLB app. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm I'm a huge fan of going half and half and kind of just like cycling between the two. Yeah, and it's cool when it syncs it up too. Like like you can you read and then like it'll, the audiobook will like try to guesstimate where you are or something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. I mean, I, I think I I did The Martian that way. Mm. I good think. One. It's a good one. Yeah. Quite prescient to later when we talk about our special giveaway. Ooh, Prize ooh, giveaway. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Anyway. Yeah, I like yeah. how you said anyway, <laughs> followed by complete silence. Yeah. Well, I just think, <laughs> well, we got things we have to cover now. I have to think, where are we? What do we want to talk about? But you you brought up this idea, Nathan. Yeah. And we were kind of like talking about it. Like you want to talk, you found an article you said about the scientific Benefits of reading again. Shan mentioned it yes. stays off Alzheimer's. Yeah. So here's a little f- silly little thing we could talk about. I don't think it's silly, John. I think it's very serious. I think, I, the I think benefit- people who don't think reading is good is yes. silly. I think. I think. <laughs> That's what I, th- that's what I think. Um, no, but th- these are these are actual like little uh, research things that people did. Um, I'm I, I'm demeaning it. I don't know why I said that. Um, but here are little some- researchers with little research <laughs> with their some- data. Here are some things uh, that. Uh, reading has proven to do, and I guess we can just kind of go go through them. My, and my po- our point discuss is like, the relevance to yourself, or yeah. if you don't relate to it at all, or if yeah. you think it's nonsense. Um, first off, reading uh, is good for stress reduction. Agree or disagree? Discuss. What do you think, Shan? <laughs> reading is good for stress reduction. Depends on what you're reading, maybe. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess so. I I find that anything. Uh, where you slow your life down a bit, mm. you know, it's like, um, like right now, because <laughs> I, I have a vinyl player at home, Ooh. and I recently sort of took it out of the cupboard uh, to start listening to records again. Now, it's extremely inconvenient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> However, the process of it, which is slow, you know, you're taking it out, you're mm-hmm. yeah. dusting it down, you're putting the needle. I actually find those moments. You could call them stress relieving, mm. I suppose, when you're slowing your life down. And so I actually consider sitting down with a book to be a slowing down of your day yeah. as opposed to watching screens again. So, yes, I would agree in some senses it's stress relieving. It's also a very like good way to connect with like a very human like some, some, something that connects to a deeper humanity. Uh-huh. I don't know wh- wh- which point I'm getting at, really. But like as opposed to just looking at this flat surface where you are just shown anything and everything whenever like a vinyl player or like a book or like anything that really like takes time to engage in the process you are kind of connecting to like i don't know something no, that I, I feel you you, you know what i mean there's, like, there's, a, there's a mindfulness to yeah. it yeah you know which everyone preaches about mm-hmm. which i think is is good for us all yeah yeah but it's also just something that is a lot more like because of the physicality, because of like um, the space that it takes both physically and mentally. Like it is, it just feels like you're engaging in something that has more life in it, mm. which is also why I think NFTs just don't have legs <laughs> and they're not going to withstand the test of time. But that's a subject <laughs> for another day. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, I, I want to be honest here and talk about the stress reduction part of it. Like, 
Um, yes, I think it is. Uh, 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 reading can definitely uh, slow you down, relieve stress. But if I'm being completely honest, sometimes when I try to really sit down and read, mm-hmm. I get frustrated at my inability to do so. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but every once in a while, like, I, I will be like, oh, I, I want to read because like, it's something that I, I want to do more of. Mm-hmm. And I'll sit down, try to read find myself completely distracted and stuck on the same page for like a good like 10 minutes and then I get stressed <laughs> out. Maybe it's like a chicken and egg thing or maybe it's like a barometer for your stress level. Like yeah. maybe it's like maybe you can't read because you're stressed mm. and you don't realize it. <laughs> yeah. So maybe you need to find a way to like chill and then open up a good little just get I guess it's more just frustrating because it's something that I know I enjoy and it's something that has given my life a lot of value before. Mm. And then, like, I guess when I try to engage in it now with, like, my brain and the world being so as different as it is, like, whenever I hit a speed bump, it does get a bit frustrating. Yeah, maybe maybe it's about revisiting an old friend of a book. Yeah, yeah. That's what I like. That's what, Like, honestly, like, if, if, if I'm feeling really crap, I just put on, like... The Harry Potter books and just like the soothing tones of mm. whichever of the read- the two readers I choose. It's just very nice. Yeah. 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 But I thought I'd just, you know, be fully honest here. Just full disclosure. Because I'm sure some of you guys um, listening out there feel the same way. And like you want to read more, but maybe like there's some hurdles. Just know that uh, you're, you're, not not alone alone. In, you're not alone in that. But it's uh, just know that like there's something good waiting for you at the end of that path. Because... Um, I'm always happy when I get past that initial hurdle of like, oh, why can't I read anymore? <laughs> I believe Stephen Fry is a British comedian who Steve, mm, narrated yeah. a lot of the Harry Potter books. I saw him interviewed one time mm-hmm. where J.K. Rowling had written one book of it and he was voicing, you know, and when he came to the end of it, he met J.K. Rowling and uh, he said, oh, isn't that a lovely book you've done there? And she said, I'm planning to do more. And he was like, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and of course, uh, went it, on to, it went on a pretty good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the next, I forgot which. Okay, we did stress reduction. The next point in the scientific benefits of reading: vocabulary expansion. Oh gosh, John, agree, disagree, discuss. <laughs> uh, I think knowing. Lot words are good. <laughs> Sean, words? Yes? No? I mean, this is something that obvious, it's always said about if you read more, your vocabulary is better. And I'm sure that is true if you are under the age of 20. <laughs> because I believe, unfortunately, that our brains are such that you learn wonderfully mm. before the age of, let's say, 20. You when your brain's a sponge. And not so yeah. much afterwards. So, for example, I play guitar as well. Yeah. All of the songs I will sit down and play, I probably learned before I was 20. Right. Mm. I don't think I've picked up any songs in my adult life. And I kind of feel a little bit that way about vocabulary. Mm. Um, because if I'm reading a book and a complicated word comes up, I really stop and I try to remember it. I look at it and I try to remember it. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure it doesn't go in, unfortunately. But <laughs> for the younger generation, absolutely. Yeah, reading yeah. more will increase your vocabulary yeah, for you, sure. You can be erudite. Yes. <laughs> nice. You, you, you got that from the Divergent movies, you, didn't you? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but, you know, move outside your lingua franca. I don't know what I'm doing. Is that a Italian neighborhood? Lingua franca just means your common language. Got it. But no, no, yeah, yeah. There's like some, some, some e-readers, like you can like uh, press the board and it'll describe it for you. And I like to think, I like to hope maybe that it sticks in there somewhere. Yeah, but yeah, I am yeah. beyond 20 as well. So, yeah. I mean, like, okay, this ties to the, to the next uh, 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 scientific 
uh, wow, on the point of vocabulary, I ran out of words. Um, Article? Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, the next point of how uh, reading more kind of... Uh, no, it's been proven that reading more increases uh, the brain connectivity. It kind of like like fires on fires the synapses a little bit more, kind of gets everything uh, working a little bit better. It goes back to the point of how it can uh, prevent or slow down like onset uh, Alzheimer's or things like that. Uh, it must. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'll believe in the science because I got to say, the, the last... Aside from Shan's book, the last media I consumed was Too Hot to Handle Season 3. Oh, jeez. Definitely <laughs> felt the neurons reversing. Yeah. They're like, like pulling away yeah, from each like, other. They're, tr- they're trying to separate from your yeah. body. They're like, stop trying to process what's happening. <laughs> that said, bow and airy forever. Yeah. They're clear, their love knows no bounds, clearly. Yeah. But but I agree highly with this point just because, like um, like I said before, I feel like the my... my, my Decreasing my my decreasing uh, frequency of reading has led to an increase in my own kind of like I I don't want to put myself down too much and say stupidity, <laughs> but um, just diminished cognitive function. Yes, I think you're putting pressure on yourself too. You're like I need to talk about how I'm dumb, but I need to work really hard to do that. And now you're just like it's a real <laughs> feedback loop. But you're okay, Nathan. Be kinder to yourself. No, it's just and that, like, read a book. It, it's one of those things where it's like, I know if I did it more, my life would be better. Mm. So I'm trying to do it more because I highly agree with this point that like reading definitely does increase the whole brain connectivity, like yeah. more critical thinking, even more uh, 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 empathy, like how we were talking about like reading a story like The Short Life of Raven, uh, yep. <laughs> Raven Monroe. Monroe. <laughs> the Short Life of Ra- Raven Monroe. Like it can help build like a very deep empathy for a topic that you might just brush past in the news. Yeah. Um, and like I may... I'm a huge kind of like supporter of that side of reading that yeah. like people need to do that more instead of just skimming through because it's very it's 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 kind of how the system has been built now the media landscape of how um it's very much about quantity and more not to say that there's no quality out there it's just that we are given a lot by a lot of different people from so many different sources that um to really slow down and commit some time, days, weeks, months even, depending on your schedule, to just one thing. Um, it, it can be like a... It might s- seem completely unnatural to a whole generation of people, mm. and I understand that. But like something really cool awaits at the end of that. And your yeah. brain get gooder. <laughs> it's very, get gooder is good. It yeah. can be very worthwhile. And I suppose in the world of mm, brain synapses, maybe even... Um, hormones adrenaline that kind of thing mm. i mean we're all we're all looking for that piece of media that gets us excited yeah. for most people these days it will be that moment where the three spider-man appear in the movies <laughs> for example hey. i think we've, it's been long enough it's been long enough but i was thinking that you know reading if you find a book that you really love mm-hmm. it 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 opens a, a level of sort of excitement that you rarely get anywhere else oh it's so true like i because i remember when i read the hunger games books Mm -hmm. they're written in such a structure that the chapters are very short and the end of every chapter has a cliffhanger Mm. and like you just cannot not read the next chapter and that's an amazing kind of emotional draw which you probably only get in a book that you really like i totally feel you and like no matter how big the movie is like how much i wait for it Nothing will compare to the excitement of like 
the release of a big book, like Harry Potter, really is right. the only thing I really feel. We're like, there's a countdown. I went to the bookstore. You were camping from, outside oh, in, yeah. your, in your wizard's cloak, were you? Oh, not quite, not days. quite. I wish I did. Uh, weirdly, my strategy, I, was, I think it was the sixth book. Like, I remember it was like, it was really hard to get a copy. So I went to the grocery store in America and they just had all these books. I just grabbed one there at midnight <laughs> the day it was released. <laughs> I think the but only yeah. book. Uh, the only movie that I've ever seen that was better than the book is Gone Girl. Not super Ooh. relevant, but like every other, like literally every other like movie book thing that I have seen and read, mm-hmm. book is just without question always, 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 always. Better. Yeah, because I think it's also like how much time you have and how much space you have, and I think it's about making something like approaching it from a different angle. Like for example, like I've never read The Godfather, but I mean, was the that movie? a book? Whew. That was a book first. Yeah, Mario oh. Puzo. I had no idea. Anyway. Yeah, I'm curious. I mean, I, have, I had no idea that Godfather was a book yeah. at first. Yeah. Huh. Actually, I was wondering. I mean, I, I know we're talking about this stuff, but like, are you reading anything right now, Shan? Is there anything that's like that you're loving at the moment or recently? What was the last book you read? Well, uh, funnily, my my wheelhouse, my favorite kind of books, mm-hmm. you might not expect, is those kind of Jane Austen Pride and Prejudice kind of books oh, okay. set in the 19th century in the middle of England where they take walks in the park all day. Yeah. Uh, so I actually love all of those books. And there was a book which, which is called Tess of the D'Urbervilles, which I uh, studied uh. in school. Mm-hmm. And like Nathan said earlier, if there's a book which you did when you were probably high school, secondary school age, just the nature of how you study it, mm-hmm. it probably really gets into your soul and your memory. Ingrained. So I went yeah. back to that book and it was reminded how how great it was. Nice. Uh, so that was the last one that made an impact on me, even though I'd read it, you know, back when I was sixteen as well. Tess of the D'Urbervilles by Thomas Hardy. That's it. the oh, book. That's awesome. Mm. Yeah, like for me, uh, I forgot. Uh, recently, I listened to a podcast that featured Mitch Album. Al Bloom, Al Album. Yeah, He's the um, Sundays with Maury's. Is that his Tuesdays. name? Is famous? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Tuesdays. one of his. Okay. Yeah, and it made me revisit that actually. And I got the audio book and I listened through because again it was a book. And I was like, man, this is great. I really like his writing. And I, unbeknownst to me, I, he actually came out with a new book recently called uh, uh, "The Stranger in the Lifeboat." So I recently just picked up a copy and I'm looking to dive into it. But the last book I read, and this is kind of like. We'll talk about this later because we have a we have a little bit of a giveaway because this is such a special episode. Uh, I'm going to give away a copy of my favorite book that I read recently, which is um, Project Hail Mary. Have you read this one? What's that? Are all you a about? fan of The Martian? The Martian, the movie. I know. See, that's a book. <laughs> you know, it's a book, though, right? Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, The Martian, which again stars uh, uh, Matt person. Damon. Yeah. So he, the author, his name is, of course... Andy uh, Weir. That's the one. He came out with a new book which kind of took The Martian to a whole new level, whereas The Martian was about like f- helping someone stranded on a planet in our solar system. This one is about helping... Other way around. Like helping humanity in a completely different solar system, which I don't think is giving away too much. They, we kind of get there anyway. It's such a fantastic read. And what I love about it is that it makes like science approachable and science like fun. And it's the... F- Okay, in the past two years, there's two books that I've read that, like, I'll read and I'll literally just start right over. This is the second one. The first one was Talking to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. And, yeah, as I read it, and as soon as I was done, I'm like, is there an audiobook? There is. Boom, and I jump right back into it. It's really fantastic. Yeah. Are you reading anything at the moment, Nathan? Are you planning to? Oh. I mean, last book I read was your shine, like The Life and Times <laughs> of Ra- Ra- Damn it. Well, the I'm short, glad to... The Short Life of Raven... Sim- ah. Monroe! <laughs> I, keep, yes. I keep slipping. I was yeah, going to yeah, say yeah. The Life and Times of Juniper Lee. 
<laughs> I don't even know why. But yeah, that was the last thing I that was the last thing I've read, and like that was a nice little like um uh like a quick a quick read, like a nice little like snappy like uh uh made me feel good that I was able to read it. <laughs> um, but man, I've been reading like um a lot of. <laughs> Graphic novels recently. I'm purposely calling them that because I don't want to call them oh, comics. Come on, comic books, graphic novels, it's all the same. <laughs> no, because, okay, like a big part of my childhood was going down to the Central Public Library at Boogus, going down to the basement and just spending like a couple hours like reading mm. full comic books. You know, the ones where they compile yeah. several issues? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I would just like just inhale yeah, two or three the at a time. The Central Public Library has like a whole shelf, like a racks full of graphic novels mm-hmm. and comic books. It's awesome. That was how I consumed most of my like comic book stuff back then as a kid. I will say... I didn't buy any comic books. I just went to the library and read dude, them all. Actually, having a physical graphic novel, that's a whole different thing too. That, that, that one, I can really tell the difference between yeah. that and reading it on a screen. Yeah, it's like yeah. a whole different I was going to bring it up just now, but I didn't want to like seem like the idiot that just reads comic books. But oh, Come on, don't say that. <laughs> and there's a lot of really good like uh, like highbrow comic books too. Actually, recently, I mean, I'm not sure when we're releasing this, but like this... this, this School county somewhere banned the book Mouse. Have you read about this graphic novel? You know what this graphic novel? Mm, it sounds vaguely familiar. It's M A U S. Have you heard about this one? Okay, no, no. I, I wish I don't oh, know. Is what... the, the, has has a lot of uh, uh, allusions to Germany and yeah. I mean, yeah, basically, yeah. it's the story of the Holocaust, mm. but told through like animals. Like the, right. the, the ah, God, I haven't read it yet. I need to get a copy. But yeah, basically, the mice are 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 the Jewish people in the 1940s, and the cats are like. I, uh. ooh, I could speak out of term, but that's something about that. And I was like, wow, I can't believe they're talking about banning books in this day and age. But that's a graphic novel that like re- is really kind of like recognized as one of the uh, one of the best. So yeah, yeah, don't disparage comic books. I guess is what I'm saying. Right? <laughs> no, I'm a huge fan of the medium, but also like when it comes to physical books, I used to be a huge fan of physical books. I held on to that for as long as possible until. I read eleven twenty two sixty three by Stephen King. Oh, that's a heavy book. Because that book is like seven, six, <laughs> seven hundred pages long, and I was really enjoying it, but I hated bringing it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like I hated bringing it on the bus. I hated like putting it in my school bag because that thing would take up half of the space. And then that's when I converted to a Kindle, and then I I kind of never looked back since. Wow. I but with a graphic novel, I feel like there's something different about like. Like it's it's designed in that way on purpose, like with the two pages next to each other, with each panel next to each other, you can kind of like go back and forth and look around and really get a proper view of the entire scene. Yeah. And that's like I'm I'm still very much like honestly, physical comic book. I mean, you don't even need to have a Kindle. What's cool is that ugh, it sounds like it it's kind of like a weird thing because you can also just read just about any book on your phone or mm-hmm. your iPad. Um you were talking about favorite books just now, John. Yes. And I believe uh you, you let's Let's talk about the giveaway that you you, you briefly mentioned. I love that. Okay, so as part of the National Reading Movement, they're doing this thing. It's pretty cool, actually. If you go to a couple of places like uh, some Muji's, is that correct, Charmaine? Yes. Muji's has these things where they're kind of promoting reading by giving away bookmarks, which have haikus in them. Mm -hmm. So we thought it would be fun to have a little bit of a giveaway. The prices are pretty fantastic, by the way. Can I just say that? It's uh, the book I mentioned, uh, Project Hail Mary. Shan's lovingly donating one of his books sure. to the giveaway. And Nathan, you want to talk about what you're giving away? Yeah, it's yeah. my favorite book. Yeah, um, this is a great book. I yeah. love this book. It's a book called Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close by Jonathan Safran Foer. Mm-hmm. I believe they made a movie of Tom Hanks like a handful of years ago yeah. um, that I fell asleep at multiple times, unfortunately. 
But this book, uh, it's just one of my favorites. It's one of the few times that I've like held a book in my arm, in my hands, and like cried. Um, and it's just like a beautiful blend of. Uh, I, I would say it's there's it's multi medium. This book, yeah, this is one of the ones where like what I love about this book is that. Man, I haven't seen the E version of it, but like definitely he, Jonathan Safford did stuff that like it it pays off to get the physical copy. There's, yeah, there's like images in there, and then there's like he did stuff with the font and everything that really makes it worth it. Have he, you read this yeah, book, Chan? No, I'm really oh, interested now. Yeah, he, he uses he uses the he uses like the medium of a book beyond just like putting words on a page. It's like he 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 tells a story um, with like uh, 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 photographs with uh, like visually. Um, affecting the fonts and the the spacing and 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 all that and um, yeah, it just blew my mind when I read it. And I, I I think I read this book when I was like fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, and it's seared. It's seared into my brain. Like just um, one of the most beautiful quotes from it I remembered is um, "You cannot protect yourself from sadness without protecting yourself from happiness." Yeah. Yeah, and like, it, it, funny enough, I just put it together. This, this book actually carries some parallels with with your book, Shan. Where it's like this book is about a young uh, a young boy trying to figure out uh, what happened to his father. Basically, it, his father died in nine eleven. That's not a spoiler. Again, it's it's given there. So um, it's oh, what, it, he has a condition. Is that right? I can't remember the exact. It's been a couple of years since I've read this book. So he's like going around Manhattan trying to put pieces together, and there's a bit of a puzzle element to it. And it's a fantastic insight, and it's really, really lovely. So, yeah, win, win our prize, and, and you can delve into mass shootings and, and 9 11. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and mine's a fun little space romp. <laughs> uh, but as I was saying, yes, part of the national reading movement is that they're giving away these really cool kind of like uh, bookmarks, which we can throw in as well as part of the giveaway. And what's, what I thought would be kind of fun, and we can kind of have fun with, was that. Uh, Nathan and I have written our own haikus. And basically, to win this prize, just jump on our Instagram. There will be a post uh, but with this episode. And just let us know what books we're talking about in our haikus. And you'll be entered in with a chance to win the yes. grand prize of three books. And also, this is what I'm psyched about, $100 worth of grab vouchers. What? Bum, 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 bum. Oh, also, I'm giving away my book as, a, as an audio book because I thought that would be a fun way to, to get that. How do you do that? You uh, send through. an MP3. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a link you can follow. It'll be great. Got it. But yeah. I thought I thought it would be fun, Shan. And I'll give you a little bit of a headway. Do you, do you think you could write a haiku at the top of your head about your book? Oh, put no. it on the spot. I don't think so. But let's hear yours <laughs> first. Yes, our literary haikus. Literary haikus. So first, okay, just Nathan. While I search for my haiku, yeah. can you give? Can you remind people what a haiku is? Five, seven, five That's syllables. It. Oh. It's a Japanese poem that has five syllables, a line with five syllables followed by seven syllables followed by five. So here's one. Why? Why? I, okay, I, I know what it is. I never understood why it's a thing. So I mean, culture it originates in, in Japanese <laughs> yeah. culture. Oh, you know about it. Great. <laughs> well, I would, the only thing I can I always remember about haikus is uh, there was like a I don't know a 16th century Japanese woman right. poet, mm-hmm. and it's the only haiku that I remember because like the shortest, saddest thing I've ever read. And when you translate it to English, uh, so this woman had lost her child; her child had passed away, mm. and the haiku translates to. Dragonfly catcher, where have you gone today? Just like that. 
Right. And I just remember reading it and like I've never been affected by haiku wow. so much. Something so short. Yeah. You know, and uh, well that's the only thing that came to mind when I think of haiku. No, but that's lovely. And so they were like the original tweets. So Whoa. I guess yeah, that's culture. Yeah. No, I totally get that. <laughs> but you know, it was, it was interesting because I wonder, I, sometimes I wonder what it's like in Japanese and like how it affects, like, if, is there something lost in translation? Well, I mean, there Curious. must be, right? Anything that gets translated, mm-hmm. you know, it's impossible to yeah, translate capture. the full thing over. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I was looking, I was like, <laughs> I was like, huh. One thought occurred to me when I was writing my haiku. I was like, do haikus rhyme in Japanese? Uh, they don't. No. <laughs> yeah. So just an example. Here's one. Uh, help me count out the syllable, boys. Here you go. Yeah. Good hang does haikus. That's fine. They are sometimes hard to make. Like, um, now. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) High cool. Yeah. So that's just I had an a extra line there. But so, yeah, that's, so that's, that's just the haiku. But once again, the game is we are going to be giving some literary haiku. So the, each haiku that um, uh, uh, we're going to give ties directly to a significant piece of literature. Yes, indeed. Um, that you have to identify. And if you correctly do so, you win the prizes that John mentioned before. Yes. So here is my haiku. Um, no guesses in the room. No, no guesses in the room. This is for the audience. <clears throat> <clears throat> Once the smallest runt, but through the power of love, he is big and red. <laughs> That's a tough one, actually, I feel. Are you supposed to like say something after a haiku? Like, so this <laughs> is a famous book, is it? Yes. An important, very significant one. Again, no guesses in the room, but smallest I'll repeat runt? it. I'll repeat runt it. Is a very... Once the smallest runt, but through the power of love... He is big and red. So that's mine. Okay. Um, put your get, we're going to be uh, putting a post on you know all the socials yes. um, with what we just said in text, and you can guess below. And that's yeah. a good thinker. All right, we'll leave it's, it at it's, that. It's, it's kind of a riddle. I think yeah. the key to that one is is to know what a runt really means. Mm. Right. So a little bit of a hint. Okay. Mine is <laughs> ours are kind of connected actually, which is I find kind of interesting. Okay. <clears throat> so mine goes. Mine's. Lost in sands of red, only science is his friend. Poor, sad Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I know that one. <laughs> I thought I'd make mine easy. But I, I, I got a guess on Nathan's. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's a, that's a thinker. It's a thinker. I, I genuinely thought it was simple. Um, red <laughs> runt. Yeah, I think is the key to yours. Yeah, we'll, I'm we'll just see. throwing out. I'm just throwing out hints. Yeah, we're, we're making it easy for, easy for you here. All right, so. Those are in addition to our two haikus. In order to win this pretty monumental prize, I think it's pretty epic. We'll make it a little bit more challenging. I it's mean, a Nathan, big deal. Nathan, yours is hard, dude. <laughs> it's really not that hard if you just like really think about it. I, 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 I like this. This is a giveaway, but I don't want to give it give away. Give it away. You know? Fair enough. Okay. Cool. So, what are the, here's another one. You sh- people should know this one. This is a good one. A personal favorite of mine as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we go. In the land of Oz. Born was a girl, green and mean. But was she truly? Ooh, what mm. book are we talking about there? Okay. <laughs> I have no... Well, I can't give a guess. Yeah, I don't guess. Yeah, I shouldn't. That okay. one's a pretty easy one. Also, I'm noticing that color is a big theme in all the haikus today. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, there what's the next one? Uh, here we go. <clears throat> a gifted orphan... 
chess prodigy by 16, is she queen or pawn? Mm. Or Anna Taylor Joy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shan, can you can you have you could you think you could stumble upon a haiku for for your book? Let's try. Oh, Let's I, try. I, I don't know. Not I even good. Not even try. Uh, five seven five. Yeah, five seven five. I'll put you on the spot. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> um, Shan, we wrote a book. Ooh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. John, yes, bought it a year uh. ago. Yes, mm. only <laughs> now <laughs> he read. Ah <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> it's a very meta haiku. Yeah, that's definitely the book in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's lovely. Well done. Yeah, haikus <laughs> are fun. Can I just say that? Like coming up with my haikus, I actually really enjoyed it. <laughs> I guess that's the point. Yeah. Yeah, I, I finally understand haikus. <laughs> After thirty years on this earth, I finally understand what they're for. Um, well, I mean. I've had a lot of fun today. I did too. It's been wonderful having a guest again, man. Thank you so much for coming down. Thanks, guys, for welcoming yeah. me into your weird room where you just <laughs> sit opposite each other and record your conversation. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If anything, I'm super thankful for this episode to like kind of light a fire under my butt to like start reading again. Yeah. Because like I'm like I, I've, I've said this many times in the episode, but that's because I'm just trying to reinforce it in my own brain of like I just I need to make reading a larger part of my life. It was a large part of my life as a, uh, in my childhood, in my teenage years, and then the internet happened, <laughs> <laughs> and then I just got swept away. And like it's it's something that I have like desperately wanted to like put back in my life so much so that like I used to go to the bookstore mm-hmm. to buy books that looked interesting to me just like not even to buy the books itself but to buy the hope that i would read them right you know like to buy the promise to myself that i would make time to read them and i'm sad to say that like uh, there are a lot of unfulfilled promises well, that are sitting on my bookshelf i think i think the takeaway that i have from this episode for, for you nathan specifically is like how much of a like almost like an existential crisis you're having about how little you're reading yeah so maybe you need to start small so why don't you <laughs> why don't you revisit your child to go back to the central public library over yes. in Bugis, yes and like sit down and read a read a graphic novel yeah you can read the physical one, or you can go right there with your iPad and go to the e- the NLB uh, mobile app and just download one. You, they have Eternals, you know. That, that's a recent movie that came out. Yes, in graphic novel that you can just read it. Just start easy, and then just see where it takes you. And then maybe it'll lift your 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 writer's block. You ever think about that? Whoa, oh, no, like that's definitely something that I've thought a lot about as well. And that's like another factor. It's like maybe I have writer's block because there's less words in my brain and my vocabulary stunted. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, they'll always say you can't be a writer without being a reader first. So if sense. you, Nathan, mm. think of yourself as a writer, as a songwriter, or you think you can play guitar without Oof. learning and practicing guitar, mm. it's the same with your words, my friend. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Trying to be a songwriter, where you need to be a song reader. Having having just revelations left, right, center today. You know why? Because Shan is so smart because he wrote a book. <laughs> <laughs> it's still amazing he wrote to a me. Book. It's still it's still like it's that's it's got a cover. That's a nuts process. And his name's on the cover. Yeah. Um, okay, so man, you're right, Nathan. It's nice to having more it's nice having more people in here. Yeah. So I just want to thank you, Shan. Thank you for coming down. Thank you for making space for us. Thank you for giving us your time. My pleasure. 
Thank yeah. you for opening your heart. Thank you for letting us open your book. We hope uh, you, listener, uh, do the same thing. Uh, check out the life, uh, the ra- secret life of Ooh. Raven Monroe. The short life. The short. <laughs> this is very. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's the the Raven throws me. It throws me. You guys are pros, huh? Also, like always. To, to be fair. I read the title once, and then I read the book. <laughs> you know, it's not like a TV show where you like they show you the intro every time. Like you only get it once. <laughs> um, but yes, do check it out. Uh, go to shanwei.com, and uh, you can uh, read the book in many different ways. Um, get it from the NLB, man. Just get it from the library. Get it from the library. Yeah. Get it. Uh, by winning the prize that we're going to give away lots, lots on our socials. There's lots of ways, um, but highly recommend you check it out. Um, like, if anything, just because, you know, you've made friends with Shan today so after listening to, 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 to us talk to him for the last however long. And that's what just good hang is all about. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cheers, boys. <laughs> Thanks for the hang. Play a game or two, maybe an interview. Oh, what a place to be. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. What a good way, what a good sign, what a good thing. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang.